Mike, do you remember going into a shoe store as a kid and you'd have to get your feet measured because you had outgrown your previous pair of shoes and your parents wanted to make sure, you know, it fit just right? I definitely do. That is a, um, I would say, quite a detailed description there. I feel like you're you're remembering a very specific memory. But yes, I remember this. Yeah, the shoe store that was in like the the suburb I grew up in, they had like the metal mm-hmm. sliding mm-hmm. thing, right? So you, like you put your heel in the back of it and it had a, a metal thing and it slid down to your toes and it would tell you what size you were. Yeah, but this has got nothing to do really with what we're talking about today, right? I mean, it doesn't not have something to do with it. Because instead, we're talking about the shoe-fitting fluoroscope that used x-rays to see how a shoe would fit on a shopper. What a wild and probably terrible idea. There's no probable about this. You're going to find out about it. Also known as the x-ray shoe fitter, pedoscope, which I don't like that word, by the way. No, that's uh, bad. And that fo- can't, it's a bad word. Can't, can't and use foot- that one again. Photoscope. <laughs> These devices were used in shoe stores from the 1920s until the 1970s in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, South Africa, Germany, and Switzerland. Is pedoscope what I'm looking for? Don't Google that. Don't Google it. (laughs) Like pedoscope, right? Would probably be the better way to say it. Yeah, not pedoscope. Pedoscope? It's still bad. (laughs) Pedoscope. Yeah, either way. It's like that business card in Arrested Development, you know? Exactly. It wasn't the pronunciation that (laughs) worried me. These were metal boxes, often wrapped in wood. (laughs) The most safe (laughs) x-ray material. Yes. And there was a place for the customer to slide in their foot. And most models had, you know, one, two, or three portholes for peering into the machine. So the salesperson and the parents could look. And because it was just blasting x-ray into you uh you could see the toes being wiggled inside a shoe it would show how much room was left it's good stuff (laughs) what are we doing why was this in use it's good stuff we're gonna find out as these things used x-rays the bones of the feet were clearly visible as was the outline of the shoe which included any stitching around the edges you got a real good look at what was going on inside of that box with the x-ray And while adult feet would fit inside the enclosure, these were mostly used with children whose feet are constantly growing and they're wiggling around and you can't get them to sit still. So yeah, just take your kid to the store and jam their foot into this wooden box. Those feet probably grow less if you keep putting them in those boxes, right? Or Or maybe with more toes. You know, who could tell? (laughs) I'll assume we'll get to the health risks associated with all of this nonsense, but let's talk about the history of it first. As with many of the wacky devices we cover here on Ungeniust, the true story of its invention is lost to time, as there are multiple claims from people who assert that they created the photoscope. However, the most likely inventor was a man named Jacob Lowe, who demonstrated a modified medical device at a shoe retailer convention, both in 1920 in Boston and then again in 1921 in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, it turns out, is the epicenter of this technology. The feet x-rays. In 1919, he filed a patent application for the device, which was awarded eight years later in 1927. Lowe then assigned it to the Adrian Company of Milwaukee for a cost of $15,000. But this is where things get a little bit tricky. Sil Adrian claims that his brother, Matthew Adrian, invented and built the first machine in Milwaukee. And in fact, Matthew's name is listed in ads for this device as early as 1922. 
But there is a third person from Milwaukee who also claims the device is their own. Clarence Carer, the son of an X-ray equipment distributor, claims to have built the first unit in 1924, only to have the idea stolen from him. Kind of makes sense that the foot X-ray thing would be done there, right? Because, like, Milwaukee to the shoe store. <laughs> Meanwhile, here in the wonderful United Kingdom, the British company Pedoscope filed a British patent application in 1924, granted in 1926, and claimed to have been building these machines since 1920. Take that, Milwaukee. Indeed. However the shoe-fitting fluoroscope came to be, there are real health risks that we should discuss associated with sticking your foot into an x-ray machine to try on shoes. And we're going to get to that after this break. This episode of Ingenious is brought to you by Factor. The busy fall season is already in swing, and you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meal for those jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. We got some factory meals delivered to the house, and it's awesome how easy it is to get one going because they're ready in just a couple of minutes. They're fresh but never frozen, and you'll have more than 34 flavor-packed options to choose from every week. It was a big hit in our household. You can relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. They're limited-time-only hearty, comforting meals. Featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. That sounds sounds so good. (laughs) I'm so hungry. Uh, They're ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. And if you want something special, level up with Gourmet Plus, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Plus, you can keep your energy up with lunch to go. Factors effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. No microwave required. To finish your order, choose from more than 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and smoothies. And you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice because Factor offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head over to factormeals.com slash ungeniust50 and use the code ungeniust50 to get this 50% off your first box. That link is in the show notes. The code is ungeniust50 at factormeals.com slash ungeniust50 for 50% off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for their support of the show and Relay FM. Let's talk about how a fluoroscope machine works. This is not a one-time fast x-ray like you may have been used to, right? Like if you've got a bone looked out or something, you've got like the one x-ray, you're done. This is instead a continuous flood of x-rays to see real-time imaging. Like someone could have more x-rays done on their foot to try on one shoe than they otherwise would in their entire lifetime. Yeah. Because yeah, like if you break a finger, right, I mean, something like you'll get an x-ray of like the top of your hand, the side of your hand, maybe two or three images. 
but this is continuous. And that is a useful tool in medical settings. This sort of x-ray is often used in operating rooms during surgery so they can see you know, what's going on as they're working on you or in other hospital settings where tests are being conducted. I actually had one of these years ago. I had to do like a swallow study. I did this. Yeah. Yeah. And they use continuous x-ray to like see how you're swallowing and like how your you know your esophagus and stuff is doing well on mine they were they were pushing a camera all the way through my body but you don't want to know about that i was awake at the time wait uh, <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> so that's not a story for another day uh this technique is also used in airport security scanners to check for hidden weapons or bombs albeit at much lower powers than used in the medical field And that brings us back to the topic at hand. Or at foot, as it were. Yes. The risk of radiation burns associated with continuous x-ray monitoring. That's such a great sentence. The risk of radiation burns associated with continuous x-ray monitoring have been discovered in the 1890s. So before this thing was made. But it wasn't until 1927 that the genetic effects were more understood. It took until the 1940s to understand the longer-term effects of radiation exposure in the aftermath of World War II. It was about this time that the first true and independent studies of the shoe-fitting fluoroscope took place, which led to concerns over radiation protection and electrical safety. Mm -hmm. Most of these boxes weren't built very well (laughs) or very safely. And to make matters worse, many studies found them to be actually ineffective at shoe fitting. (laughs) You want to get all these x-rays for no reason? (laughs) Oh, these shoes still don't fit. (laughs) Machines operating around the world meant there were large variations in the dosage of radiation that they were pumping into kids and salespeople. With American machines, of course, dosing folks with 10 times the radiation as British machines. USA. USA, USA. Just as a country, just no control, right? Like everything to the maximum. That's right. This was compounded by the fact that a customer might try on several shoes in a day or return several times in a year for more shoes. I didn't even think about that. What if you're trying on, like, I don't know what shoes I want. You know, let me try on three or four. Yep. So you'd put your, so you put the shoe on, then put the new shoe into a box. But if you want a different style, that's you put that shoe on, put that in the box, more x-rays. Wow. In America, after 24 or so uses, children may have actually seen side effects. It took adults 50 or so. And like we said, these boxes weren't always built well. Sometimes they weren't properly shielded and would leak radiation, blasting everyone nearby with x-rays. And of course, if you worked in the store and you were using this countless times a day, you were getting some pretty high doses. Pinning this to real-world harm is difficult, as decades may elapse between radiation exposure and a related occurrence of cancer, and virtually no shoe stores of the era kept detailed records about who came in and who purchased items. That said, there are at least three cases of salespeople with rare conditions that might have been associated with their chronic exposure. There was a severe radiation burn requiring amputation in 1950. Jeez. A case of dermatitis with ulceration in 1957? Don't Google that. I don't want to. That sounds rough. And a case of basal cell carcinoma, which is skin cancer, uh, of the sole of the foot in 2004. He's like, how on earth did you get there? Well, we all know how. 
Starting in the 1940s, warnings began to appear in various publications about the machines, and in 1953, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration banned them. In 1958, the U.K. government required all machines be fitted with a warning sign advising customers of possible health risks and that they should not use the machine more than 12 times a year. Got to understand what the government here was doing (laughs) about this. It's five years after they were banned in the USA, and it's just kind of like, hey, you know... (laughs) Be careful. To be fair, the <laughs> 10 times radiation thing may come into effect there. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though they were banned here, it took, like we said, until the 1970s for them to be fully removed from stores around the world. Even though they were technically banned and they weren't being built new in the U.S., you know, they were hanging around in, in small shops. The shoe-fitting fluoroscope has popped up in modern media a few times. In 1999, Time magazine placed it on a list of the 100 worst ideas of the 20th century. And in, a, in, a 2011, and in 2011, during the filming of a documentary, the History TV network worked to restore a machine, but it was found to be so dangerous that it was removed and replaced with a static x-ray. Holy smokes. That's not good. It's just not going to pass this health and safety rules of the day, you know? It's just not going to do that. No, there's no way. Our thanks to Tim for sending this topic in. Uh, It was a fun one to learn about. And also, a shout out. Uh, I got a note from listener Jessica, who wrote in to tell us that she binged the first 170 episodes of Ungenius in one week. I mean, to be fair, not hard, but impressive. Right, like you know, you could you can if you think of like a regular show, one of our other shows. That's a lot, like four hundred hours. You know, I expect all of Ungenius is probably not that long, but a week—that's yeah. good commitment. <laughs> Hello, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Tim. If you have your own favorite Wikipedia topic, you can send it in. Uh, in the show notes, there is a submit feedback link, and that goes to a form on our website, and you can uh, drop a URL in there and let us know what we should cover on a future episode. If you want to read more about shoe-fitting fluoroscopes, there's some links in the show notes as well. Mike, until next time we try on new shoes together, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.